Welcome to the NBA Front Office Show, bringing you inside rumors and transactions around the league with your hosts, Keith Smith and Trevor Lane. Brought to you by LakersNation.com and CLNS Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the NBA Front Office Show. Guys, before we even dive into all of the content that we've got to go over, tons of stuff, by the way, on the NBA coming back. We've got a lot to dig into. But before we do that, quick reminder, guys, go over to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe to this show. We love going through and reading your reviews, so please make sure you do that. You can subscribe to this show wherever you find podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever it is, doesn't matter. Subscribe to this show. And don't forget, you can also find us on the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. If you want to check out the video version, actually get to see us talking to you. Joining me, as always, today, we've got uh, Keith Smith. Keith, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Hey, Kay, I know where you're all the way across the country from me. Can you smell that, though? The, the, the return of the NBA in the it's, air? It smells it, like it, basketball. It does. It smells like basketball is coming. I, I, th- I think we're close. I'm just, you know, partially, I mean, of course, I'm thrilled basketball is here, but I'm really happy. I don't look like a complete moron for, I think it was two weeks ago, telling you 100% basketball is coming back. I'm ready. I, I feel good. I feel good and validated today. In that, that, that is looking like a pretty good bet <laughs> at this point. Yeah, you're, right? it looks like you were right on the money that, yes, the NBA is indeed coming back. And I'll tell you what has got me. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. I was feeling more and more confident because we saw the stars come together, right, with their powers combined, LeBron James and Anthony Davis and, and all the top guys in the in the league, right, all combined and said, yes, you know, even Steph Curry, who's on a team that, that may not even be there, said, yes, if there's the opportunity, we will come back and we will play. And I thought that was a great sign. Now Huge. what we're starting to hear is the details, like the little things, like, okay, when exactly can we bring in family members and things, things like that are starting to get discussed. And when you get to that point of discussion, that tells me that they're probably past the point of, are we coming back or not? It's more of a, yes, we're coming back and X, Y, and Z is what we need to get through in order to make sure that happens. Yeah, absolutely. That That's what it, you know, it's funny. The details are the things that matter in this, and that's what's mm-hmm. really important. And I think for the NBA, it's easy to say we want to play for everybody. Then it's a little harder of, okay, where and how and when and in all those things. And I think all of those questions are now being answered. They're, they're being lined up. We know it's going to be Walt Disney World in Florida. That That's, you know, locked in. And it, I, you know, increasingly believe, I think last time we talked, we might have still been, maybe there will still be another site, but but I don't think there's going to be. I think it's only going to be Florida. I don't think anybody else is in play here, and it's going to be Walt Disney World. And now we're starting here, it seems like we're creeping towards the details of all 30 teams, 16 teams, right. uh, playoff plus, or whatever the heck we're calling all these different options. One thing I do want to say with that, and I know that's going to be part of what we talk about today, mm-hmm. but is um, just in case I forget there, because we all know I get all fired up and wound up, and then I just... <laughs> you know, run at the mouth. Um, but is anybody who tells you this is what the NBA plan is today, they don't know because the NBA doesn't know. The the NBA is still trying to figure all that stuff out. I think there's things that have been eliminated, and then there are things that were never on the table. But as far as we're fully locked into this is exactly what the plan is, I don't, I don't think we're there yet. I think we're getting closer. I think they're starting to take things off the table, and that's really important. But I think, think we're getting really down to it, and we're, we're getting close now. We're we're to a point where you can really see, like, all right, I can start mapping this thing out here, what, what these uh, few months might look like moving forward, and that's really exciting. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're starting to get down to those details and and the nitty gritty of it. And that's, you know, if you're fans out there, if you're following along on Twitter, if you're following Keith, you're following at Keith Smith NBA, you're following me at Trevor underscore Lane, or you're following any of the big news break, right? The Shams, the the Woj, all those people, right? Mark Stein. Um, There's a common thread, and that's that we are progressing towards something here. Now, as exciting as it is, and by the way, I am thrilled, thrilled about the prospect of the NBA coming back, thrilled that we're kicking around all these different ideas for what it's going to look like and and all of that. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. But it looks like I'm going to have to wait a little bit longer because right before we came (laughs) on here, Shams Tarania tweeted out that it looks now like it's going to be late July more that we'll actually see, see games start up again. And Keith, you were saying right before we came on that you're hearing the same thing. Yeah, I'm hearing pretty similar. I'm, I'm, he, I think he said late July, early August. I'm hearing more late July. Now, what does late July mean? Is that you know anything after the 15th of July is late July? I I don't really know that. I know Disney is they're they're what they're loosely preparing for. And if this is the first time you're ever tuning in, uh, let me tell you, I worked for Disney for 20 years, so that's why I have a little bit of knowledge on that side of what's going on. They, they're preparing to have people show up here as early as the beginning part of July, right around the fourth of july and they're looking to bring bring folks in and then it sounds like there is going to be kind of a guaranteed of a two-week quarantine-ish practices though at disney that's really just the safeguard make sure everybody got here safely and that they stay safe and then that's when things will start to ramp up whether there's going to be some scrimmages or preseason games or whatever they look like and then we get into it but i think when games that count are played whatever that you know, form takes. I, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be more closer to that late July time, which means we're probably going to stretch this thing past Labor Day, which had always kind mm-hmm. of been the unofficial hard stop. But it, what the folks at the NBA have told me is that's lessened for them. Their belief is as long as it's maybe the NBA finals post Labor Day, they're not as concerned because they can work that schedule so that those are on weeknights, not going against football mm-hmm. and the like. And they believe it's the NBA finals. If you're, you know, you're going to ever tune in, that's the time you're going to tune in. So, so I think the NBA is, you know, really gearing up for, let's call it a late July start and something that goes sometime into, you know, September, maybe even late September. Okay. So let's real, I do want to talk about what that means for next season, but real quick, sure. real quick, let's jump to the other side of that, of that uh, timetable. So, with them starting up, we're talking about doing training camp, say, after 4th of July, that doesn't mean, and I just want to clarify this, that doesn't mean that's the first time teams are getting together. The plan is to have teams Correct. meet at their home sites first and then practice or do a little mini training camp there for a number of weeks. And so I want to make sure we address that because a big concern coming from the players was, do we have enough time? to adequately get ready yeah. and then have our, our season. So that's what they're looking at doing. You would do like a mini training camp at your home site, then travel to Orlando, then you do your stuff there, and then eventually the season would start up end, end of July. But Keith, projecting forward, let's say the NBA final. Hold, hold on one, one yeah, second. I want to talk about that in a little bit more detail because sure. I think think that is important. I'm glad you brought that up. So what's going to happen here is on Friday, so in a couple of days, we're recording right. this on Wednesday, in a couple of days, they are going to do the Board of Governors call. It's expected in that call that Adam Silver is going to issue guidance to the teams to basically mandatorily recall their players uh, right around June 1st. It may not be exactly June 1st, but right around then to say, all right, you got to return to the 
the home market where we're bringing you back. Or if not the home market, you got to return to here because this is where we're kind of moving our mm-hmm. base of operations, if you will. As we're recording this, the Boston Celtics still cannot get in their facility. The state of Massachusetts still has things closed down. Now they're moving in that direction, but it's moving pretty slow. Danny Ainge himself has expressed frustration with that. He feels like if there's anywhere that's going to be safe and disinfected and taken care of, it's going to be us. We're going to be able to do it. Let us open. But but they haven't been given that go-ahead. So there's a big chunk of of the league still that they're, they're not there. We're only here in the Knicks and Nets are just starting now to get back. There's still a handful of teams. So what may happen for those teams is they may gather someplace else. But what's going to happen is sometime in early to mid-June, the teams are going to get back together. They're going to make sure they test everybody, make sure everybody's in a good place. Then they're going to do some form of like a two-week training camp in whatever their uh, home base is, whether that's the permanent one or this uh, uh, temporary. And then that's when they're going to pick up and move to Florida. Two more weeks. So they're going to get a full four weeks, it sounds like, in of training, practices, get everybody feeling pretty good and ready to go. And then they will progress into the game mode. So that's what that's what we're hearing. That that has been really consistent. Um, and it, it's kind of, as you said, as the pieces start all flowing in that same direction, when you start hearing the same a little bit here and a little bit here and they all start matching up, you feel pretty good that that's where it's going to go. Right, which is absolutely critical for avoiding injury. It's important these guys get a absolutely. Enough time to get their bodies ramped up and ready to go. Like, I mean, that, just to give you guys an example, right? So I've been been quarantined here for a couple of months now. And so I haven't been doing my normal. I'm normally pretty active, you know, out running and, and stuff like that. Haven't been doing that. Chased my daughter around a little bit yesterday, just, you know, running around the house. And today my hamstring is killing me. I'm like, if I had to play a game today, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to do it. And that's just a little bit of activity. I am by no means an athlete, but these guys need time. Otherwise, you're going to pick up little weird injuries that you wouldn't wouldn't otherwise um absolutely they're watching the bundesliga right which just returned in in uh, the soccer league over in germany and the big chunk of what's coming out of there is soft tissue injuries Mm -hmm. because these guys you know maybe came back a little quicker you know than they should have so that's going to be something the nba is going to be very mindful of very you know they're going to watch that very very closely because the last thing you want to do is bring this whole thing back and then some superstar blows out his hamstring you know game one in the first half and now all of a sudden it's like oh man what are we doing now that's not to say that couldn't happen, you know, anyway. Injuries do happen, but, but you don't need it to be him. And then, you know, six role players go down with something. And then all of a sudden you're like, God, man, this is, you know, really not working out because of things that were quite frankly avoidable if you gave him enough ramp up time. Yeah, that's just it. It's not, it's not that you are, are going to make an injury-free environment or anything like that. Like injuries are going to happen, but the likelihood goes up if they don't have their bodies prepared for, you know, for moving and cutting and jumping and, and all of the sort of stuff that you have to do out on an NBA basketball floor. But uh, looking ahead at next season. So if the NBA finals happen after Labor Day, and let's say it's, you know, mid to late September, by the time the NBA finals finish up, what does that mean for next season? Like how quick are we going to have to see things come together for the NBA draft? for free agency, for the start of next season? And heck, is there even going to be time for a summer league? I saw that that uh, Disney has offered to hold a, well, I guess we call it a fall league, <laughs> fall right? league, a fall yeah. league at, at Disney <laughs> yeah. World as well because Vegas probably wouldn't be an option. Yeah, so so let's let's break down the kind of the key milestones here of what needs to happen. So so let's use that mid to late September because I think that's what we're really looking at for an end of this season, and then 
Yeah, I would assume at some point while this is still going on, you host the draft lottery, right? You're going to have everybody that you need, you know, pretty much at your hands. And you could do the draft lottery very easily via Zoom or, you know, whatever technology. If the NFL can hold a heck a whole three-day draft, you could hold a one-night draft lottery that way pretty easy. Then you're going to have the NBA draft um, come, and then you're going to have free agency. So what it's starting to sound like is draft lottery happens sometime while this is going on, which isn't different. That happens in the middle of the NBA playoffs anyway. Then the draft happens maybe late, late September after the season is over, very first part of October. October starts the um, free agency. Then there is the potential of a fall league. Why Disney stepped up is the belief is maybe UNLV can't hold it because it's a campus. And if they're back on campus, which we don't, it's too early to know what that'll look like uh, probably, but they might not be able to hold summer league the way that they usually do. And if they can't, the, the Disney Disney knows the wide world of sports complex, which is primarily during the year, is um, college and amateur athletes um, there in high school and in youth sports. They're not really going to be back full up and running until likely the springtime. Um, that's just the reality of this. There's going to be enough other stuff happening in the world to get back to normal life in the fall. So it's very unlikely. So they, you know, they're looking at what can we keep this momentum going, keep things going in, in the property. So they've offered to host that as well. But one of the things that is, um, you know, with that is maybe there's that. And then I think this all but locks in. We're getting that Christmas-ish mm-hmm. start. Um, to next season, which is one of the things I've been saying as I've been kind of making the rounds, talking this whole Disney thing, and the next year always comes up is the NBA rather is great about taking lemons and making lemonade. They they are really good about that, and they are going to use this as this is our chance to experiment and say. All right, let's see what it looks like with this Christmas start. I don't know if I've talked about it on this show, so I apologize if I'm repeating. To do that permanently is a huge change. has to be collectively bargained. We've already heard players say, yeah, if it has to happen because of this, we get it. But permanently, no way. I want my summers. I don't want to be, you know, playing all through the summer long and those kind of things. And there's also the the fact of the matter that 20 teams share regional sports contract, uh, network contract with a major league baseball team uh, or or uh, not a, a contract, but a network. Right. Um, with those teams, and that's that's something that has to be figured out. And that's a couple weeks in April. No big deal. There's enough day baseball. There's enough NBA yeah. off days. They make that work. But when it's you know you're talking you know all the way through July, maybe that's a problem, and that's going to have to be figured out. So that's something that you know for I think the NBA will say, hey, we had to because of circumstances. They'll make the best of it and really draw some key learnings from what that looks like, just like they're going to draw these key learnings from this Disney uh, experiment, really, and see what that looks like. And then they'll come back with a really good idea of this is what we can do moving forward. Yeah, and that's that's just it. So uh, for the, to the first point about Christmas Day, if you're anywhere near Christmas – just started on Christmas, right? If that's if that's going to be your start date, because I think there's that would be something special. It would be a big event. It would be a big kickoff thing for for the NBA. So if it's you know, hey, we could start the league the week before. Nah, just start it on on Christmas Day. That's what I'd like to see see happen. And then when you're going to w- with the baseball situation, it's a little bit different than when you're going toe to toe with football. Now, I think ultimately my prediction would be that the the NBA would be better off pitting themselves against baseball. Than they would against football, oh, 100%. right? Like that's that's yep. going to be the better better route. So I think this yeah, Christmas football's thing could stay. king. Yeah, 
right? You're, I mean, you and I are basketball guys, but you know, I think we both enjoy football too. But but fo- football is king. You're not going to beat it. You're not going to take those eyes away, especially on those Saturdays and Sundays in the fall. Not a chance. And that's where you know it's hard for the NBA to gain traction. Really, when you should be getting really fired up and excited that the season is starting. How many people, even in your life, tell you, "Yeah, it doesn't really start yep. till Christmas." Right. We all hear that all the time. And that's, you know, which, you know, man, that, hit, that hits me right here, man. I'm a, you know, I'm a basketball guy. I love this stuff. And you're telling me, you know, my first two months of my season just don't matter. And that, that's that's killer. And I think the league is conscious of that. Yeah, I think it's something that would be a good change for them to move to Christmas because of because of that factor, because people are so locked in on football. And I understand. It. I love the football season, too. I watch it. You know, that's it's it's must see TV. NFL football is Going toe-to-toe with baseball, on the other hand, I think would be a better way to go. But like you said, the challenge is football is Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. And that's it, right? Baseball, teams are playing six games in seven nights most of the season, right? So you've got a lot more head-to-head confidence. So they have to work that out. It's not without its challenges, but I think once they do it once, maybe it'll stay. I get the players wanting to have their summers. Don't get me wrong. Summer is great and everything, but I think when you see the difference in the ratings, I think that's what's going to drive the eventual switch to say, okay, permanently, let's start Christmas Day. What drives everything? The, the, the almighty money. dollar, man. The right? money. That's what matters. And, and if it's, you know, if, if uh, TNT and ESPN, NBC, you know, uh, ABC and, I don't know, NBC, whoever else jumps in there bidding says, you know, hey, we can sell a lot more ads if all you're going against is, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the, the Yankees-Orioles game, you know, then we, you know, because this is what it looks like, yeah, we will do that, you know, we'll do that. It's just that regional sports one, that's the one that yeah. gets tricky because it's easy to be like well it's the nba people care more well that, that is true to some extent but not in every market you know baseball is still you know more popular than than basketball in a lot of markets but it in the end it doesn't really matter who cares more it's about what those regional sports network contracts are and a lot of those are we can only be moved to the alternate channel so many times right. you know a year those kind of things and that's really to protect those you know that late march those two weeks in april where there's that overlap that they make it work you you know but when you start talking you know three months of overlap that's a challenge and that's something that they're gonna have to figure out and it's very easy to be like well the nba doesn't care well the nba may not care but they need their games on somewhere and that's where it really becomes important yeah they've got to be televised at some point so we'll see how all of that works out but keith let's talk a little bit about the logistics behind coming back and who's coming back because now we're hearing more and more this idea that bringing all 30 teams back may not be the best path forward because you're bringing that many people together you're only increasing the risk and then you're going to have Players who probably aren't going to play, like the the Warriors, are probably aren't going to throw Steph Curry out there on the floor. So why have the Warriors come back? Why have these teams that are totally out of it come back? So one of the things that Adrian Wojnarowski and Ramona Shelburne just reported was that is that one thing that's being discussed is to bring back the 16 current playoff teams, so all eight teams from each conference that are currently in playoff spots, plus four teams from the West. And these are the four teams because the East is pretty locked in. These are the four teams yeah. that could have legitimate chances are a legitimate chance at making a run at that eighth playoff seed and that would be the portland trailblazers who were who already have damian lillard threatening to not play if he doesn't get a shot at the playoffs <laughs> i have thoughts on that so i'll give them in a minute we'll get to that in a second the sacramento kings the new orleans pelicans and the san antonio spurs so that would mean bringing back 20 teams but going back to those regional sports networks that would mean sacrificing some money 
Yeah, it absolutely does. Now, now, well, what I would say is the 30 team model was always a bit of a pipe dream mm-hmm. because it was that that it really you just call it what it is. It's only a money play. It was to get there, get those guys in, satisfy those regional sports network contracts and right. go. And, and, and there could be something where the NBA says, hey, versus this, maybe next year we do this. Maybe next year you can uh, simulcast as many games. Uh, you know, you can do this many more games when teams are on national TV or something. Or, or maybe they say, you know, hey, even though your team's not in the playoffs, you can do the first round playoff sure. games or something. I, I don't know there's a lot of things smarter people than me will work that out detail wise but that 30 game thing was always the thing now what i would say is with like the warriors not playing steph is every year in late march and april which is essentially what this would be the equivalent of superstars on bad teams don't play anyway yeah. that's when they have back spasms or completely different connotations but a uh, flu-like symptoms <laughs> you know that, that, that would take on a different different meaning yes now. obviously <laughs> um, but, but those yeah those, those guys they they um they don't play in those games generally anyway they might play one out of every two or three games yeah. or something like that because everybody gets it they're you know you're just playing out the string here so that part that doesn't bother me as much as if the Warriors do end up being part of this and they don't play Steph because he probably wasn't playing much right. down the stretch anyway. It doesn't really matter. Um, but I totally understand. Get those 20 teams out. There, There's no reason. It's it's strictly a money thing. It does matter. You know, I'm the cap guy, so, so I fully get it. I fully understand that. But if you can find ways to work around that, and then if you can make the games that you actually do have that much more compelling, well, maybe that's what you need to do is, is work. You know, that needs to be your thought process to think through that. So so my, my thing is I'm okay either way with 16 teams of playoff teams. I truly believe there's enough separation in each conference that those teams have won enough over the you know roughly mm-hmm. 65 games on average played that they earned those spots. I'm also okay with the I call it playoffs plus, which is a playoffs plus those four teams and a little bit of a play in. Now, what is interesting is I know for a hundred percent the Orlando Magic and the Brooklyn Nets won no part of being part of that playoff yeah. plus they, they have basically said hey we earned our way into the playoffs already we you know it's not our fault that you know the conference stinks which is fair. why should we be punished it's yeah fair. there's no, they, that's the that. other side people don't look at that side of it because you see damian yeah. lillard complaining and then these other teams wanting to yeah. get in understandable but what about the teams that have have paid you know look at the dallas mavericks in the 70s which why yeah i was shocked shocked that Mark Cuban came out with a plan for for those spots to be up for grabs. Um, It's, it's surprising to me. That's for sure. I I will say on, you know, Mark Cuban and even some of the others, I think they, there's a very good sense. There always has been in the NBA of rising tide lifts all Mm -hmm. boats, right? We, we feel good about, you know, we can really, you know, do good if you know if this is good for us it's good for everybody and if you know us you know kind of sacrificing being part of this makes sense then let's do this for all but yeah so i you know it's funny i've been getting asked all day long all day yesterday of well what do you think they should do and i'm like really waffle back and forth between just bring the 16 team or the playoff plus but i'm out on all 30 i just don't think it makes sense anymore yeah i think there's just not a time to i agree with that i think for for revenue purposes it makes all they need all the revenue they can get but other than that i i've been on board with hey just keep some teams home and that's fine and i get why you would bring four from the the four extra ones from the west because there isn't as big of a gap between the Grizzlies, like the Blazers legit feel like, hey, if we played out the remaining 16 games, we would catch the Memphis Grizzlies. We play them twice, 
you know, we would have an opportunity to, to catch up there. And so I can understand. In that. Portland and New Orleans had very easy closing right. schedules, two of the easiest in the league. Memphis had one of the hardest in the league uh, closing schedules. So they had that belief of, you know, we can do this. The Kings were playing great. You know, they were playing some of the best mm-hmm. basketball they had played um, really in the season second half. So they were really coming on. And, you know, so I, I don't have a huge issue with the idea of, you know, give those teams, you know, a, a legitimate shot. I do think it should be weighted in favor of Memphis some way. Yeah. No matter how you how you do it, they 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 do deserve the best shot to get in because they did have was it a three and a half game lead I yes. think or something like that three three and a half um, going in so yeah I want I want to see that you know at least be honored in some respect but yeah the, this whole idea of doing you know all thirty teams and these big you know multi round you know playing things and all that to me that really just says them, what the heck do we ever play a regular season for let's just have a series of tournaments throughout the year and and call it good and, and I don't that doesn't sit well with me. I believe the regular season has meaning and I and I think it should have meaning. Now I'm fully understanding of this is a different time and different times call for different measures, but let's not get too crazy here. And that's why I'm also out on the one to sixteen seating. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I, I don't I'm, I'm not a big fan in, in this case. And a lot of times when that makes the most sense is when there's generally two or three teams in the West who have better better records than the eighth seed in the East and should be in the playoffs and they're not. Then, then I, you know, I understand the screaming and yelling about it this year. That's not the case. The the, the sixteen teams are the sixteen teams that stands yeah. right now. Yeah, and I'm in agreement there too. I'm fine either way, whether you go one through sixteen or just one through eight. I'll tell you what what I think is interesting is why we are settling into this seven through twelve tournament. And by the way, this is what and Cuban had some variations in there and everything, but this is what Mark sure. Cuban was talking about was basically putting the seventh and eighth seed up for grabs. And you would have in the West, you would have the Mavs, the Grizzlies, the Blazers, the Pelicans, Kings, and Spurs all competing for those two spots. Why? If you're looking at, at the standings, the Dallas Mavericks are 10 games up on the Blazers. Yeah. Why oh, should yeah. their spot be up? The Mavs should be locked in. Shouldn't be. They have earned that. Yeah. They are locked in. I think if you're going to do anything, it should be 8 through 12 and let those teams compete for that eighth spot. If you're really going to look at that Memphis Grizzlies spot and say that one is is in jeopardy. The Mavs, are not, if I was a Mavs fan right now, I would be angrier than just about any other team in the league to hear what they're considering because they have... They've earned that spot. I'm looking at the at the East now, and you've got uh, you know the Magic are five and a half games up, and it looks like the and the Nets are six games up. So if any like if the Mavs suddenly found themselves on the outside looking in, that would be a clear message that the regular season just did not matter this year. And I don't think yep. that's what the NBA wants. And, you know, let's be realistic, too. The NBA is a superstar-driven league. They don't want Luka home again in the playoffs. You know, we we want Luka in the playoffs. We want Kristaps Porzingis in the playoffs. We want to see, you know, that Dallas team. You know, even if it's a short stay, even if they get, you know, wiped out early by the Clippers, that's fine. You know, just give me them in the playoffs. So let's see what that looks like. And Now, this is where I do kind of laugh about this is we're all freaking out about the eighth seed in the Western Conference. and And now you can, you know, crow and get a big head and, jump around and a big smile on your face we're gonna to see who's first round fodder to get stomped by the lakers in the first round i mean no matter who it is the lakers are gonna roll over them barring you know unless lebron james has really been enjoying taco tuesday that much (laughs) during quarantine that he rolls in at 300 pounds and anthony davis is uh you know right behind him at you know pretty hefty too even then i'd still probably favor the lakers just maybe in five instead of four um but yeah it's we're making a lot 
out of, I think this is likely to not mean very much. But then again, playoffs do still mean something. Yeah. It means something. And I think for those younger teams like like New Orleans and Memphis, it would mean a lot to get into the playoffs. Sacramento as well. It would mean a lot for those young guys to get that at first experience. Even if it is a weird playoffs with no fans at Walt Disney World, it still you know means something to be in there and playing in those very meaningful games, playing the same team multiple nights in a row. When you're a team that's hopeful to be there you know, multiple years in a row starting as soon as next season. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at it as like, okay, yes, the Lakers would be the heavy favorite over whoever is the eighth seed, whether it's the Grizzlies, Blazers, whoever. The Blazers, I think, are actually dangerous because Damian Lillard went berserk already for, what, 10 games this season where he was he was nuts. And he was unstoppable. They beat the Lakers during that stretch. So there. This is where Trevor does the reverse jinx. I'm doing the to, reverse jinx know, here, make guys. Make sure the no, Lakers are fine, everybody. I'm just saying there is, <laughs> you know, and the Blazers are a team that can say, I look, agree. we're healthy, right? Now, now they're yeah. finally healthy, and they could be a bigger challenge. They probably would, if they were healthy, they probably wouldn't be a nine seed right now. So I'm saying there is, yeah, it'll be, be a little bit more competitive of a, of a series. But my question is, how much of this is a let's get a ch- get a shot at Zion getting into the first round and having that kind of of ratings bonanza if you can get Zion versus LeBron or Zion versus Kawhi by opening things up a little bit is that a factor do you think yeah, I, I got to believe it is at least some level um, there. I, I don't think, um, you know, I've heard people say, well, they're going to rig it to make sure he gets in. Well, then they would have already done that. Right. You know, I, I think, and, I, and you know, I'm not going to lie, but there's probably people in the league, if you could get them in a real honest moment, that would tell you, yeah, we were hoping that they would make yeah. a run here and pass and, and get in. But I know the NBA, that you know, John Morant and that Memphis team, they're a marketable team too. A bunch of young guys there and, sure. you know, Ja and Jaron Jackson. But not the same those, those are two. No, Big it's not difference. Zion. And, and, you know, and the reality is, you know, New Orleans versus the Lakers with the, the trade mm-hmm. and Anthony Davis and Zion and LeBron and all those and Brandon Ingram going against his, you know, former team when he just had a massive breakout season. There's just storylines galore there that, you, of course, they'd love to take advantage of those, you know, if at all possible. So that's interesting, you know, and I, and I don't think they even would, you know, mind the whole idea of, you know, hey, maybe we, uh, you know, shuttle one of those teams. We, we, you know, involve the Nets and the Magic in this mm-hmm. and maybe we get Memphis and New Orleans and and Damian Lillard in, you know, and the the Nets fall out and, you know, and the Nets without, because I I think it's a complete pipe dream that KD and Kyrie play. I know I tweeted that, but that was more having some fun um, there. And I know it's so funny because people are like, well, if they're playing the Lakers, they're playing. That's what I saw too. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't make any difference. No. If they're playing, they're playing. It's they're, they're not going to play though. I don't think. I just think with the nature of what this is in the ramp up period and all that, that's a multi year investment. They're they're not going to risk any sort no. of you know trouble. Can you imagine Kevin Durant comes back and then all of a sudden we're rolling into next year and they're like, yeah, he's got some Achilles soreness oh, after geez. playing in Orlando for two weeks. You know, like that would be be a huge problem. So there, I, I would be surprised, but but you know. Maybe, you know, and then the Magic, you know, I mean, they're they're the team here that I cover and, you know, they're, they're without a couple guys. And if it's like, hey, you're just you're going to get rolled over by the Bucks, maybe we'd rather have Zion in there playing against Giannis for four games and he gets rolled over. Right. So I, I get it from that side. And I think the NBA, you know, again, they're going to take these lemons and they're going to make lemonade out of it and experiment and have a little bit of fun here and, you know, see what this looks like. But, you know, for me, I. It's already weird. I don't want it to be too weird. I, you know, me and you both love soccer. We're, yeah. we're soccer guys. We both love, especially the World Cup. Get this group stage oh, World Cup stuff out it. of here. I don't want it anywhere near it. I hate it so much. You know, I, I would, 
I would like it if we knew all along that's what the whole deal was. Mm-hmm. But right now, no way. I, I don't want anything where the Bucks have to potentially go through, you know, the Clippers and you know other teams. Like that's why I don't like the one to sixteen. You know, I want I want it. You know, give, give me a little more traditional. What's funny is I talked to some from someone from the league, and his exact response verbatim was, "Dude, we have so much other crap to even figure out to pull this off." I would really like to have one thing that's just simple and what it always is. Yeah. And I think that in a way there's some sense to that with the players, the coaches and everybody else of, you know, Hey, I want to do this. I talked to one coach who said, we already started doing our playoff prep, assuming we're coming back with a limited regular season or nothing. We did not prep for the other conference. Right. We, we didn't do any of that right now. Now there's still, you know, there's a month, two months before we're going to play or anything. So that's still plenty of time. But yeah, I just, you know, g- give me the normal East West brackets and, and let's go. If there's a minor, you know, bump for the play in, you know, I'm fine with that. I, don't, I have no issue. Yeah. I mean, one of the benefits of bringing sports back in general, whether it's basketball, baseball, soccer, whatever, is to provide that little bit of normalcy to the general public. And so yeah. to throw something crazy out there, like the, like the group stage thing. Um, it's just too big of a departure. And, and you know what? Like overall, I don't hate the idea if that's the no. plan yep. totally, because I like, I like the world cup. I like the upsets that get thrown in and the interesting matchups. And there's the idea floating around of letting the top tiered team for each group pick their opponent yeah. to a draft. Their yeah. opponent. Okay, that, Can you imagine that? that would be fun, be fun too. Fun. But, but yeah. I think that what you're doing, if you're the NBA, then is the more you change things, the more you increase the likelihood of an upset and a team sneaking through that maybe shouldn't, and one of your other teams, one of your your strong teams, getting knocked off early, and then you bring up that yeah. whole asterisk thing again, where if you wind up with some fluky champion this year, that's where things get get a little dicey from the league's perspective. Yeah, and people are, you know, there's already going to be people who think this is completely invalidated yeah. in that, and I tend to believe it's more of if, if the Lakers win and you don't like the Lakers, you don't think it's legit. If the Bucks win and you don't like the yeah. Bucks, you don't think it's legit. You know, if you like either one of those teams, you're going to fight to the death that that was a meaningful championship. For me, it matters. Everybody's in the same boat. And I, I kind of like what Zach Lowe said. I think it was on one of his podcasts of, you know, this this championship might be hard to get. Yeah. Because there's no lift of the home court, you know you went. You're going to have gone through all of this nonsense over the last couple months, and that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have gone through it. Because we, I think we, you know, well, we probably should have done better as a country. But that's a different whole podcast. That's a whole different but story. It, you know, it, was, it, was, it was, it was, you know, the craziness. Yeah. Let's call it that. Uh, you know, the last couple months, and then then you come in and you're winning all these playoff games that are essentially neutral site games, and and you you know run this gauntlet. Yeah, that's a worthy champion to me. But but yeah, you start doing things like. Like, you know, oh, we're going to do this and there'll be some form of single eliminations to lead into this. And then it'll, you know, we'll get down to the last two rounds that'll have, you know, the main teams left and those kind of things. I don't know. None of those things really sit overly good with me. I just, you know, I, I'm fine if we do something to determine that last spot in the West. Maybe I'm okay if you bump one of those East right. teams out as well, if you involve them. That's not the end of the world. But, yeah, let's just move forward, you know, with his normal playoff seven-game series and, and go. If we got to do five in the first round, not the end of the world. You know, I, there's a lot of, you know, push to that should be the way it is anyway. But, yeah, I don't, I don't want this other crazy stuff. Not now. But but what would be fun is maybe that's the idea for the midseason tournament. Yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, maybe that's the way to do that. You know, that could be a lot of fun. You know, you know, do it out that way and, you know, do those kind of things and, you know, put, put some, you know, kind of fun odds on that or something and, you know, maybe make that really fun. I, I like the idea in general. I just don't like it to resume this particular NBA season. It's a good concept in general. It's fun. It's exciting. I like, I hadn't thought about the midseason tournament before, Keith. I think that's a, that's brilliant. I'd love to see that, that take place. Uh, but, for right now, let me tell you why that's top of mind, real yeah, real quick on that mid season tournament. Um, so Disney, from from the Disney perspective here, is one of their things is they they've lost now their only professional sports connection. The Atlanta Braves, who did spring training here since the sports complex opened, have left. They've opened their own facility and they have moved away. So that was Disney's last um, connection. They had the Bucks for training camp here, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, for a couple of years. They had Major League Soccer. Well, it wasn't the Orlando City wasn't Major League Soccer yet, but they were moving up those ranks. They played there. Uh, they had the NBA Draft Comp there for a couple years before moving to Chicago. Magic hosted their training camp. Disney is really looking at this as this is our opportunity to really kind of show off yeah. and show hey, we can do this. We can really host this and this is a great event. And there's already these, these uh, kind of stars in the eyes of, you know, what if every January it's cold in 90% of the NBA markets why don't you all come down to Florida? We'll do this midseason tournament for a couple weeks, bring everybody in. We'll have some fun, you know, play through this thing and see what it looks like. We know Adam Silver has a lot of passion around doing something like yep. that uh, where, you know, that would add, you know, some uh, semblance to the regular season. And I think, you know, that's something that Disney's really looking to prove, you know, hey, we can do this and we can do this in a big way and let us be a, you know, kind of a more of a permanent partner to you than just, you know, you know the, this group of people who kind of came in to save the day. Yeah, and I think that's a great idea i'd love to see it see it happen especially with now that we know that disney is a legitimate site someplace that that teams can all go everybody could stay it would be great i, I would love to see it happen but again in the future especially given like yeah. look what you've done to these top tier teams already you know and obviously i'm going to be biased because it's you know the lakers but also the box <laughs> the clippers you know the, the raptors sure. all these teams home court advantage doesn't he cuts exist. it off right at the celtics cuts it off right at the celtics. did i cut it off at the celtics? Nice. that was not yeah, intentional right, right there yeah that was oh, not yes, a, that was, was not I, intentional i see how it goes <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. that was not it but no. probably somewhere in my soul it was intentional but <laughs> oh i'm sure yeah yeah real deep down yeah. like, like a slight paper kind that's like right in that's... your soul yeah sure that's right hey, <laughs> hey come on i don't wear green keith you know <laughs> so but yeah man i see green in that whole office that's right but uh, but yeah, if you get if you do that to those teams, you're you're already you know. But just by moving it to Orlando, they have already lost home court advantage, right? So that doesn't exist anymore. So what they've fought for, for you know the majority of the season to get is gone. You change things up too much on them now, and and you make an upset even more likely. I think it's just doing a disservice to those teams that have fought so hard for those top seeds. Uh, but let's jump to let's jump to Disney World because here's here's the thing, and this is. All over the headlines right now, Disney World getting ready to reopen. And instantly, my first thought, and I've seen this going around on Twitter a bunch, is what does that mean for the NBA if the Disney parks are suddenly packed with people? Um, and so, Keith, you're the guy to talk to about this. So what what exactly does that mean logistically once Disney World reopens for trying to get NBA players there as well? Basically means this. 
Zero. Nothing. Okay. There's there's very very little impact. Um, you know, Walt Disney World, massive property. Uh, I, I I repeat this repeatedly: thirty nine square miles, uh, twice the size of Manhattan, roughly the size of San Francisco. To put it in terms that my simple brain really understands, twenty minutes is what it takes me to drive from the end of the property that I live on to the other end of the property in the car with no traffic. Now, that's how big the property is. It is absolutely huge. The ESPN Marvel Sports Complex, and if anybody wants to see it, it's on my Twitter timeline. I've retweeted it a handful of times, so it should be pretty easy to find. I put a property map up, and then I put it overlaid on um, New York City to get an idea of the you know just the immense size. But the sports complex is located at the extreme south end of the property. In addition to that, there is about, I'm guessing it's roughly a quarter mile driveway down into the sports complex before you're anywhere close to buildings or anything. Disney will have that thing locked down with Disney security as well as the uh, sheriffs here in Orange and Osceola counties who work with Disney. They will be there as well. I I jokingly said no one is going to stumble in there and be like, I was just looking for Space Mountain. Like that's not going to happen, right? It right. is. That's going to be it, and it is really far away from the from the theme parks. You're you're not anywhere close. Um, now the Magic Kingdom, that's going to open first, along with Animal Kingdom. Those are going to open on July 11th, and then July 15th, we are going to see Epcot and Hollywood Studios open. That'll open right as the NBA is getting here, getting started, whatever the case is. But I have been told by multiple folks with Disney. It was part of their proposal to the NBA was we will be opening our theme parks to paying guests. You know, that is just, you know, the reality. Disney can't stay closed, right. you know, that much longer than others. You know, Universal Studios, which is a competitor right in the area, they're reopening about a month earlier. Um, they're going to open in early June. Uh, SeaWorld is going to open in early June. Disney's going to be a little more cautious. Right. They've got a little more uh, things to figure out and work through, but they're going to open, you know, roughly a month later. They're not going to stay closed just for the NBA as basketball people we think you know the nba way way up the world revolves around the nba can't even see my hand it's it's way up above and off screen you know it is you know it's it's bigger than Mm -hmm. the nba and so what disney is going to do is they're going to you know open up and then that leads into will the nba players be allowed to go and i think that's going to be a lot of up to the nba they're you know yes florida is really out of you know uh, out of this quarantine shelter world but I think I think you know back to talking to player players. Well, a lot of the players are. This is a business trip. We're going there to win a championship. We're not going there to um, to do you know anything um, but that. So we are really you know the, our goal is to get there and there and win. You know, and they, they do not want to. Um, have you know the tenth or twelfth man on the roster goes out you know whether it's at Disney or somewhere else in the area and comes back and gets people sick and then all of a sudden you know they're knocked out of this they're, they're treating it more there so I think you're going to see see a lot of self policing and I think you're not going to have these issues of these so as far as Disney reopening impact on the on the NBA I'll say it's it's you know somewhere you know just north as much well you know Keith that's um, that's good to hear. First of all, that, uh, that that's happening. But uh, you didn't know this, but as you were talking there, you started to cut in and out just a little bit. I think our connection must have got mixed up. So our YouTube uh, what, viewers what? get to see your image size just went like shrunk down and then blew up. It was like you were Ant-Man, <laughs> right? It just shrunk. Oh, and man. then you were supersized, Keith, for a little bit. So they got to see me resizing resizing your uh, your image there. So that was a lot of fun. 
funny. I, you know, what's going on here right now in Florida where I am, just, just off Disney property, we have these uh, crazy thunderstorms rolling through, um, which is not uncommon for us. And that that's probably why I'm, uh, my connection may not be great right at the moment. <laughs> well, we, we survived it in any event. Um, last thing, I want to finish up with this because you never got back around to it. Damian Lillard threatening to sit out yeah. if the Portland Trailblazers don't get a chance to compete for the NBA playoffs. Give us your thoughts. Yeah, so I think it's a lot akin to what LeBron said when this was all first starting back in March of if there's no fans, I'm not playing. Mm-hmm. And then within a day or two, he was like, it was heat of the moment. You know, I played right. for the fans, you know, and he walked it back. And clearly he's going to play without fans present. Um, I think it's a, very similar to that for Damian Lillard. I think there is a, um, you know, mindset there of, uh, you know, he probably spoke uh, in passionate in the heat of the moment of I'm not going to you know, play if there's nothing to play for. But I can also understand that mindset. I, I understand that mindset, you know, very clearly from him of, yeah, well, what is the point then for a guy like him? He's, you know, well, right. what's the point to go out there and risk injury if it means absolutely nothing but money? But, you know, quite frankly, the NBA, again, they all look out for each other in the NBA, I think, more so than a lot of other sports. And, you know, if the money is the, the motivator there, then I think they're going to do, you know, the best they can to try and take care of that for each other. So I wouldn't be, you know, fully surprised if they um if they you know if he does play but i also wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't play but i but i'm gonna say this if he play if he if portland is here they're only here because i have a legitimate shot at getting and then he'll play you think so if you so if let's say the nba in an attempt to bring back revenue right they bring back just 16 teams right the the top eight teams in each conference they say Sorry, everybody else, but we're going to do some exhibition games to fulfill your TV rights deals. You think that good portions of teams would just stay and they wouldn't they wouldn't even bother bringing them? Uh, yeah, potentially. Okay. I, I think you could you could have that. I think, you know, if there's no if, if it's just, you know, we're just going to play play out the string here again. That goes back to what I said, March, April. Every year when teams are playing out the string, if that's what it is, that's yeah. you know what it is. But you know, if Portland's involved, Portland's only going to be here. They're, they're only three games out. They're going to have some chance to get back into this thing one way or another. So I yeah. think you know, I get where he's coming from, and, and my guess is, you know, that was you know said in you know in, in the moment, and, and I I don't blame him. You know, I'm not, I'm not a you know I, I I have a hard time finding a real argument against what he said. I mean, it's it's his best way to get his point to get his point across, right? It's the biggest yeah. card that he's got. Well, hey, if if you don't do this, then I'm not going to be there, right? Yeah, so that's, yeah, absolutely. That, and that's it. Yeah. So, yeah. and I understand yeah. it. Understand it from no, his perspective. He wants to have that that chance, which um, which makes a lot of yeah. sense. But I, I don't absolutely. think it's going to be. I think we're progressing towards some type. Whether whether it's a group stage thing or whether it's a little mini tournament, I think there is going to be some sort of play in situation for those bubble teams. I'm with you. I, you know, I like to end our shows apparently with big, you know, wild predictions that maybe come true. We're gonna do the play. We're gonna do playoff plus. It's gonna be yeah. those 20 teams that come in. Now, what that looks like, I don't exactly you know know yet, but I think that's where it's going. Just all the things you know we're seeing reported, things I'm hearing. I think that's where we're going. Is we're gonna see playoffs plus, and in those teams that are in, in the mix in the West are gonna have a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Feels like that. I didn't really go head. crazy on that one, did I? I should have done something bigger. You need to like <laughs> slam the desk hundred percent, right, lock it yeah. in, guaranteed. 
this is what's happening. And then, yeah, and then go ahead and make up. some, say like the Spurs are going to be the champion or something like that would really be, that would be a, a really bold prediction there from you. Keith. Sorry. I probably just dropped the whole market for us, but man, I, I don't want them to get in. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm bored with the Spurs, you know, and I'm, I'm out, you know, I'm, I'm out, you know, I, I don't, you know, give, give me one of those young teams. I want to go in. Let me see one of those young teams get stomped in four or five games by the Lakers. At least it'll be fun. <laughs> so there, there, there's my, uh, there, there's my prediction part of it. <laughs> there's, yes. there's your prediction. Right? Hey, my, uh, I'll right. take it. I, I hope you're right on that one, just like you were right on the uh, the previous thing about the NBA season coming back. All right, guys, we'll wrap things up there again. Thank you guys for for watching. Make sure you are following the show uh, at Front Office Show on Twitter. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. You can follow Keith at Keith Smith NBA on Twitter. You can follow me at Trevor underscore Lane on Twitter or at Trevor Lane NBA on Instagram. Keith, good one. Let's do this again next week. Yeah, that's it. I'm I'm hoping, man, we're going to, let's say maybe two weeks away, we're going to be able to actually start breaking down the playoff matchups. Then it's going to be really exciting. Then then it's going to be, you know, really where we're back at that point. I'm super excited. And then at that point too, I think for really what we do on this show, we'll have a really good sense of, uh, of um, who's not going. And then we can really start down our off season preview Mm -hmm. uh, path, which is going to be fun too. And then we'll start to get a little bit more sense of the salary cap and, and all that stuff. But yeah, man, I'm pumped. We're, we're, we're almost there. My, my, uh, my excitement, I'm a little more muted today, but it's been a long day. It's been a long couple of days. I've been talking a lot about NBA and Disney World and and all that. But but my my excitement level is here, man. It's way up there, and it's a you know I'm pumped. I can't wait. And absolutely, what Trevor said. Please go on ratings and reviews. It'll only help us. Uh, tell a friend as well if you enjoy the show. And you know we're we're uh, what I think four straight weeks now we we've done this, and that's yep. our plan now. We're we're in a good rhythm, and, and I think we found some stuff that works, and we're we're, we're going to keep coming and doing this you know as as often as we can. And then uh, we we've got some cool stuff planned that we we're not ready to share yet. We've talked about um, for what could could happen, but right now the focus is on just getting the league back and talking about all that stuff. But yeah, absolutely, please please tell everybody ratings and reviews five stars. And you know if if not five stars, tell us why. Tell tell us what you don't like, and we'll do our best to be better. I guess um, with that, I can't change the way I look. I apologize. That can't happen. Trevor carries the looks out of the show. <laughs> I, I i'm not sure about that keith but let's uh let, you know if you if you do give us a five-star review let us know we'll print it out i'll put it up on my refrigerator and right next there to my is. daughter's my daughter's schoolwork and everything it'll be like it'll be like my grades will be going up there so yeah so. i love it my daughter just finished fourth grade today last day fourth grade shout out to to bella she finished fourth grade moving on to the fifth grade and i'll do the same man i'll print out your review i'll, I'll tack it right to the fridge and you know and then if you give us really nice stuff man we'll read them on here and we'll you know we'll do that we're not too proud yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do those things. You know, make ourselves feel good. It gives us a little bit of a boost. For sure. For sure. A little shot in the arm, which, uh, by the way, guys, <laughs> just like he said, he's getting fired up. I'm getting fired up because NBA basketball is coming back. Even if it's end of, end of July, that's still it's going to give us a ton to talk about. I'm thrilled. Here we go. All right, guys, that's it for today. Hope everybody has a great rest of your week. Stay safe, and we'll see you later. <laughs>